find no cigar smoker because this train is a clean train. You know this train. This train don't pull no wakers on uh -uh, this train. This train don't pull no wakers on oh, this train. This train don't pull no wakers. No crowd shooter, no whiskey drinker because this train is a clean train. This train. As a station, we believe in playing content with artistic and cultural merit, and sometimes that category includes material which can be construed as offensive. For those who have children nearby or are sensitive to provocative material, the following broadcast may have strong language, themes, or be otherwise objectionable. Please consider tuning out and revisiting CITR after this program. celebration of Black History Month, the African Descent Society will be holding a forum on February 20th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at East Hastings Ray Cam Community Center. The forum will feature panel discussions and presentations by professors, MLAs, UN workers, and other experts who will be discussing a variety of topics, including racial discrimination, immigration and refugees, and a special honoring of the historical black community of Hogan's Alley. There will also be music, drum circles, food, crafts, poetry, storytelling, and a heritage walk tour. So come and join this forum on February 20th. For over 30 years, there has been one voice in the local Vancouver art scene that has stood above the rest, and that's Discorder, that conspiracy, punk rock, foxcore, sassy, still-publishing magazine from CITR. We're one of the established and trusted voices of Vancouver's music and arts culture in the Lower Mainland, with 8,000 copies distributed monthly to over 135 distribution locations, from the Lido to Zulu Records. Discorder is one of a few magazines published by a community radio station, and we only serve up the freshest local and Canadian goods. We have interviews with artists, album reviews, live show reviews, and articles about everything important to our crazy, unique, varied, and amazing culture in Vancouver and across the country. Pick up your free copy of Discorder today, or sign up to have it delivered to your door wherever you are. Check out our website for distribution locations and all the information about advertising and getting involved with Discorder. everyone and welcome to the real world with Dama and Dora on CITR 101.9 FM broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory. Uh, debut episode. Yeah. Holla. So for those of you that didn't hear our Lord of the Rings episode, this is our official first live episode. Woo! Fun times. So stoked. So uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, black people in film in celebration of Black History Month. That's going to be lots of fun. Uh, but Dora has a little disclaimer for that. I do. Um, I don't know if you can tell by our voices, but we are very white. Um, and 
We just want to recognize that any discussion or conversation about race is not complete without um, a person of color actually taking part and participating in it. Um, so we're going to do our best to be our can to be totally respectful and um, but just like keep we just want to, apo- I guess, apologize that we don't have someone actually representing the issue. Yeah, but we'll do our best. So uh, first of all, we're just going to give a little outline of what the show is actually about. Uh, basically, we're the UBC Film Society show. We're bringing we're bringing uh, clubs and cultures together through film, and hopefully, going to bring in some execs from the film society, so people will get to know what the film society is all about. So that's a lot of fun. We'll also be talking about the listings in the norm, and everything that we're doing for uh, events, beer gardens, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be um, it's exciting. We're very excited to like start the show and everything. Um, it's just, like, honestly, it's just, like, kind of a fun way to engage with campus a little more as a club and also just, like, get us out there, like, live our lives as film sock, film sock execs. Um, so, like Dama said, um, in kind of celebration of Black History Month, um, which I just learned, um, 2016 is the 20th anniversary of Black History Month in Canada. Oh, fun. This is appropriate, then. Yeah. I'm proud of us. <laughs> uh, celebration. Um Obviously, um, Black History Month is a little, um, it's a weird concept in that Black history kind of should be taught with other history. Um, But, like, it's, at least it's some sort of celebration. We have something going on, even though it should be going on all the time. Yeah. But, you know, gets the awareness out there. Now people (laughs) will start thinking about it more, which is good for 20 years. 20 years (laughs) people have been thinking about this more, guys. Um, We, um, as the Film Society... We are obviously going to be speaking of blackness in film um, and how it kind of relates in the culture and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, something that has been coming up a lot in the last couple of years, um, especially kind of rotates around the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Oscars so white and stuff like that kind of. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's very, uh, very much in the media right now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'd say it is getting better. We had, like, 12 Years a Slave, lots of black crew members and everything. But when we think about it, mostly we have white people in film in general and specifically in the Oscars. Yeah. And, um, like, if you just, like, look at stats. <laughs> like, I know it's <laughs> kind of boring. Stats. But, like, um, like, 86% of the films um, made and produced and kind of put out in the world are... Um, like white dominant primary characters are white with only like 10% being black um and like the rest of that 100 um kind of split between biracial and asian and native um communities and stories aren't even really yeah, a part of that so puzzle underrepresented um so obviously that's a huge issue especially in that the black community has such a huge impact on so many other aspects of culture art um music kind of all like the really really every aspect <laughs> just all ev- like everything and um as any culture does <laughs> and levels of like um appropriation in um the culture being produced um is obscene like it's just <laughs> crazy um so yeah that's just uh yeah so we're gonna be talking about two movies um Boys in the Hood and Django Unchained. So we have a black director directing a movie with a mostly black 
crew and cast, sorry, I meant cast, <laughs> um, and Django Unchained, white director Tarantino, but with a black protagonist. So we're going to be talking about those movies um, and, you know, how they relate to each other, I guess, how they relate to black people in film in general. And yeah, just bounce some ideas off of each other. Um, what I just like, um, we're going to kind of be talking about the films individually. Yeah. Um, but just like saying that, like a bl- the just stories being told, um, Django written, directed, produced by um, kind of like a white core um, group yeah. um, is a very different story than Boys in the Hood, yeah, um, definitely. Um, which was directed by John Singleton. Um, who actually, when he was nominated for his Oscar for this film, he was the first African-American nominated for an Oscar and the youngest person to ever be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I was going to say 24 years old. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, 24 is not too far away, and I (laughs) have not done anything with my life, so... You still uh, have hope. You still have hope. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one day. Um, But, yeah, um, just the stories are very different. Like, Django is kind of a, a, like a like a western yeah it's a weird western like revenge kind of thing yeah a lot of like i kind of saw it as like glamorized like not glamorized slavery but like glamorized kind of like slave ownership and stuff like that um which is just like a weird story to tell (laughs) um like especially contrasted to boys in the hood which is about like growing up on the south side of la in a like just like a black neighborhood Mm -hmm. and like the realness and rawness and the juxtaposition um, of those. Um, so, yeah, that's just, like, something that came to mind. Um, cool. So, for those of you just tuning in, we are um, still real world on CITR 101.9. Um, we're talking about Boys in the... Uh, in honor of Black History Month, we're going to be talking about um, Boys in the Hood, directed by John Singleton, and Django Unchained, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Boys in the Hood um, is... A 1991 film just about um, growing up on the south side of L.A. Yeah, basically. Um, it follows Trey, um, who is um, a young black boy who moves in with his father, Furious, um, and then kind of just, like, dealing with um, Crips, Bloods, all that kind of stuff. Um, and... Oh, man, I, like, had a point in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it's a great movie. It's Oh, it's <laughs> such a beautiful film. It's, like, it's so, it's so great. It was so, like, culturally important. It was actually, um, like, inducted into the National Film Registry because mm-hmm. it was, like... So the, culturally significant. Yeah, Congress was, like, this is an important film for us to have. Um, and it talks about um, not only um, gangs and kind of like growing up in that environment, but also like gentrification and the effects of um, like black representation, mm-hmm. like on just kind of like the spirit. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how we have this idea of a black person and then that ends up impacting the black community itself. So you had Trey that uh, was this like really intelligent young black man. And he gets sort of pulled into this world where he, where he feels like he needs to be a part of the violence to truly be a part of his race, which obviously is not the case. Yeah. And the fact that it was a black director showing this off really shows how uh, it must have been part of his experience as well. I heard that a lot of the events and just plot lines of uh, Boys in the Hood were based off of John Singleton's life. And it's this thing where uh, you know that it's really happening. So that just gives it that much more significance. 
it's like it's so it's such a beautiful movie <laughs> like i cannot overstate it enough um has ice cube in it crawley and his yeah. uh it's his debut is it i thought yeah. oh well then he was great right um for a first time actor um absolutely amazing and he um wrote some muzak for it and yeah. stuff mm, fun fact his second son now goes by the stage name doughboy uh that's ice cube's character in the in the movie oh mm, so that's fun um you know what's his name ice cube's son was ice cube in straight out of compton oh yeah yeah i i read that too i've been reading up on trivia <laughs> i was um watching straight out of compton and I was like, that dude looks like a mix of Ice Cube and Drake. Like, <laughs> who is he? And then, and then I found out. I realized basically Ice Cube, Junior Cube. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, anything else we have to say about that for now? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we just can't really like stress the importance of the film. Yeah, I guess. So I guess with Django, uh, you have a very different movie that we'll be talking about after this song from the movie boys in the hood uh, just quick disclaimer right now if you didn't hear the original content warning uh there is a lot of cursing in the song but it's by an american canadian uh, yeah group. shockingly a group um called main source the game is just a friendly game of baseball the remix um and it's a group um comprised of two toronto-based artists and a queens-based artist and yeah, uh, we were so shocked to like find it on. We yes. were like going through like, oh, like just kind of looking at the soundtrack, seeing what we could play. Um, and we were like, wow, Canada. We found something. Rapping. Um, so yeah, um, enjoy. Just a friendly game of baseball yeah. remix. Another young brother hit I better go over my man's crib and get the pump Cause to the cops shooting brothers It's like playing baseball And they're never in a slump I guess when they shoot up for crew It's a grand slam And when it's one, it's a home run But I'ma be ready with a wild pitch My finger got a bad twitch Plus I wanna switch side And step up to the batter's box Fuck red and white I got on black socks But let them shoot a person from the white socks What's the call? Babe Ruth would have made a good cop, but he didn't. Instead, he was a bigot. Dig it. My life is valuable and I protect it like a gem. Instead of cops getting me, I'm going out getting them. And let them cough up blood like phlegm. It's grim. But dead is my antonym. And legally, they can't take a fall. Yo, check it out. It's just a friendly game of baseball. Y'all, it's just a friendly game of baseball. 
Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Um, welcome back to The Real World with Dora and Dama. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is our debut live episode. We're both very excited. Um, and what you just listened to was uh, uh, just a friendly game of baseball by Main Source, uh, American-Canadian group. So, hope you like that. Part yeah. of the Boys in the Hood soundtrack, though that was a remix, so it's a bit different. But, you know. Yeah. Um, we were just like... Um, looking at kind of comments on the song and um <laughs> someone was like wow i remember this from boys in the hood um lyrics still relevant today and i was like yeah like great 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 <laughs> music choice me um so we are going to be talking um uh, continue our discussion um on our black history month themed episode um we're gonna be talking about django unchained yeah, so basically Django Unchained is a movie directed by Quentin Tarantino. I wasn't as resourceful as Dora, so I don't actually know when. But, you know, um, it's... A few uh, years ago. Yeah, recently. just a few years. It's recent. Uh, 2012. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So 2012, uh, about this, like, bounty hunter, apparently used to be a former dentist. Um, he frees this uh, slave, Django. And trains him to become his partner in bounty hunting because Django can recognize uh, these three men that 
like have a g- big bounty on their heads, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they also happen to be the men that took Django's wife. So uh, Django and this bounty hunter go set out to find these men and get bounties and end up meeting Leo DiCaprio. So <laughs> fun times. Uh, try to free him, free her, the wife. They try to free the wife. That's what they tried to free. Um, but yeah, like you have a lot of big names in this. We have uh, Jamie Foxx as Django. Uh, so there's our black protagonist. And, you know, big names like Leo DiCaprio, Samuel L. Jackson, Christoph Waltz. Lots of big actors. And yeah, like obviously this is a very diff- different story to Boys in the Hood. We don't have... Uh, a black perspective on this. We have a white director, mostly white people in the movie, and a very interesting portrayal of slavery. Dora was talking earlier about how it almost glamorizes slavery because it has this whole story about the slave that frees himself, goes to free other people. So we have a sort of empowerment there with how they break free from the slavery, but we do need to keep in mind that this is all told from uh, the perspective of a white director who is kind of imposing his own uh, glamorized perspective on the Wild West. Which, like, to be fair, most Westerns are super glamorized with masculinity and femininity and all that stuff, so it's not exclusive to uh, the black stereotypes, but it's definitely present here. And um, Quentin Tarantino is also, like, a a huge black advocate. Like, he... Mm. um, He made Pulp Fiction, which has... um, Samuel L. Jackson just, like, in this really amazing, like... I would say he's the best character in the film. Just, like, yeah, genuinely definitely. a good person. Um, Killing it. And um, he has re- always been really outspoken on civil rights and everything. So it is, like, I feel like Quentin Tarantino, he's he's a problematic figure. But I think that it always it all comes from a good place, he's I would say. He's a good say. guy. Um, I would just um, wanted to comment on, like, the Academy and, like, award um recognition that this film got so boys in the hood was nominated for best um director and best screen. original screen yeah screenplay um which are both very prestigious awards like it's not like i don't know like makeup which like it's it's just like a like the qu- like the content of the makeup film isn't important <laughs> but like says dora the content of the film was like what was being celebrated um but Django was nominated for Best Picture, Best Cinematography, Best Screenplay, and um, Best Supporting Actor for Christoph Waltz. So mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx wasn't even recognized by the Academy, um, yeah, which that's is something weird. something I found weird. Very weird, because he was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, the the um, the film, like, as a piece of art, I feel, was, like, it was more recognized as that when Boys in the yeah. Hood was, like, still really beautifully shot, still really beautifully um like edited and everything the music was great it wasn't even nominated for best soundtrack like mm-hmm. kind of like still a weird disparity um obviously they came out um like 12 years after each other yeah um so there's that kind of difference but it just like kind of um that's something i noticed like a, a weird yeah, yeah definitely there's always gonna be this little like oh so what's going on how come this didn't happen uh we do need to consider the whole cultural part of it like at the time that boys in the hood was released there was a lot more stigma to this um but yeah i think that's basically what we're talking about today for in terms of movies 
but we would like to advertise some of the stuff that's going on in the norm this <gasps> week and this week. Shocking. I know, right? Um, I believe we have a, uh, some showings that are coming up. Okay. Uh, Let's just look at these showings because as execs, we still don't know <laughs> what we're actually showing this week. Um, but fun fact, there are no um, screenings over reading week. That's, uh, that's important to know. Yeah. So don't show up because no one will be there. Okay, so tomorrow we'll be showing Daisies and Orlando. Saturday, it's Point Break and The Hitchhiker. Then, you know, Reading Week, we don't have anything. But we'll be seeing you during Reading Week. So definitely come by for the showings uh, before Reading Week, not during Reading Week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm confusing my radio audiences. Real World will be on. Yeah. So, tune in. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we also have a couple events coming up. Um, on we- the Wednesday after Reading Week, the 24th, um, we are pairing up with the Jewish Student Association. Um, just to kind of, we, le- we allowed them to program the films for that night. Um, so, we're showing Annie Hall and Driving Miss Daisy, um, two really great films. And then we also have, uh, later in that week, on the Friday, we have our monthly beer garden it's austin powers and it's It's gonna gonna be be great it's gonna be freaking amazing um doors open at seven and the film will start at eight for that event so 19 plus so (laughs) bring id um or fake just kidding don't do that (laughs) that's terrible advice (laughs) can't say that (laughs) and um yeah thank you for tuning in to our little show Woohoo! so exciting it's Um, magical (laughs) it really is um, coming up now is, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's Pete's Picks. Um, so yeah, thank you and goodbye. Yeah, bye.